0: Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel, and uh, hello, everyone else. Uh,
1: excited today to uh, actually carry on a little bit of the theme of last week. If Hopefully, you've all heard our story about the room of pain.
0: Don't, don't quit your day job, Jeffrey. I don't, I don't think you're going to be a voiceover actor. Oh, okay. It sounds well, pretty good.
1: Thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. I was inspired by the, by the topic. Um, because it, it actually, you you recently had an experience that brought the room of pain to mind, as well as uh, related to this week's topic, which we're calling "Big Bang Badness." Uh, so, okay, uh, getting away from the voiceover, can you uh, tell us a bit about uh, uh, what was the story and uh, what does it have to do with pain and badness?
0: Sure. Well, it certainly had a lot of pain and badness in it. So, uh, I have to disguise the 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 information a bit to to protect the guilty but um, a client I was working with it has another big customer has a customer of theirs that's really really large and this really large customer has as is typical at large customers some people who think the system that my client's building for them is the greatest thing since sliced bananas and some people who think it's the worst thing ever and very threatening and it's going to kill all their jobs and uh, what we can't tell is whether the actions of the people in the second category are due to uh, malice or incompetence. And I can't remember <laughs> whose quote it is, but you, know, you never, never ascribe to malice what you can explain with um, um, stupidity. So I, yeah. I can't tell which it is, but <laughs> the end result is the same. Um, they're planning to open a room of pain. And you might remember the room of pain is a a room in which people sit and manually test. And and it was so painful because in in my particular case that I observed, they were just sitting and watching the clock and they were waiting for 305 to come so they could input a particular piece of data. And then 307 would come and somebody else would query it and 315 would come. They'd look in this binder to see what to do next. And
1: humans is very bad computers.
0: Exactly. And made me very depressed. So these guys are planning to have such a thing because what they told my client is, what we want you to do is to help us to be as efficient as possible. We have Mm. limited resources. And so therefore, we want to make sure that we get all of your changes all at once. So you're going to take your system and it's going to do some stuff and we want to make sure you build all the stuff and that it's all finished. And then we can test it all together because, you know, you have this other idea where you might do a little bit of the stuff and might do some of the features and then we'd test some of that and the other, but we'd be doing so much testing and be so duplicative that it would kill us and um, we'd never be efficient enough. So, you know, we're telling you, you must give it to us all by, and by the way, by this specific date, and then we'll test it all and then we'll put it into production. And I was just envisioning that they were going to create the room of pain. <laughs> they're just going to yeah. sit down and try to run the whole system. And um, uh, uh, the the funny thing is, they're actually right. They're right in a kind of perverse way. They're right because uh, that actually would, in a perfect world, in a world with no defects, in a world in which you understood their needs perfectly, that would be the most efficient. Right. Well, I mean, I, I guess you're saying if if
1: we we're going to go ahead and have this testing phase and not learn anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're not gonna find any defects and we're not gonna get any feedback that would lead to any
0: changes. All we're doing is verifying. We're just putting the tick in the box that says we've done the testing and then we're gonna go live. What's wrong with that? Well, actually, you know, I have an idea. If you're in that scenario,
1: um, how about you just just skip the testing? Since this makes sense in an environment where you're not learning anything, um, maybe it sounds like you don't actually need that action because what would be, what you're hoping for, uh, when you do this is that you, um, you're doing it for a reason. You hope to actually find something unless, you know, I guess, I, I guess your choice here you're saying is if we can be perfect, you know, well, if you have that choice, then you, you don't need this step. And if you, if you're, if you're doing this step anyway, because you realize you might not be perfect, well, then
0: you're, you're not, then you're, then you're in a different world, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And and of course, the fact is that we, we live in the world, the, the second world, we don't live in the first one. We we live in the world in which there are going to be problems and errors and in which it would be valuable to find them sooner. And that value in almost every case, I can't think of an exception, but I'd be interested to hear one if you know one, uh, that in almost every case, it, the, the value of getting the information sooner is greater than the cost of the time which is admittedly repetitive work because you are going to test the same thing multiple times. If you get um, the first uh, version of the system and then the next version, and then the next version, each one adds more stuff. You want to make sure the new stuff didn't break old stuff. And so you do have to do something to test that. Of course, we'd love that to be as automated as possible, but if you're going to be responsible, you are going to check it that the, the the automated test didn't miss something. If it's an important system, which this is, you know, it has very substantial consequences. If it fails, um, you're you're going to check that, and you are going to do it multiple times, and it is going to take longer. But I would argue that the value of getting the learning sooner, in the world we actually live in, in which there will be mistakes and misunderstandings and wrong requirements and everything else, is higher than the cost of that repeated testing. Can you think of an exception?
1: Well, I actually, I, you used to, what I found is an important word there, and I'd like to just check what you mean by it. You said it will take sure. longer. And mm-hmm. and I that that kind of had my spidey sense tingle. What what, mm-hmm. what do you mean by longer here? Because what the intuitive sense, you might mean it'll take longer calendar time, but uh, but I I don't think that's actually what you mean. What do you mean it
0: will take longer to do that testing multiple times? That's a very good point. Um, I mean, or I had in my mind, um, it will mean that some people do the same thing multiple times, so it'll take more human effort. Uh, hum- humans will spend more time in front of computers doing things.
1: Right. So the cumulative time of testing will be longer, is the theory here, because you're um, going around the cycle multiple times.
0: But but Um, the calendar time might be shorter. And in fact, I would argue it would be because in the actual world we really live in, the the big bang approach, the, the test it all at once approach, is just going to lead to tons and tons and tons of problems and errors. And they're all going to come at once. And you're going to overwhelm your vendor with uh, uh, loads and loads of uh, problems and defects and uh, corrections and discussions. And then they're going to give you another version, which you're going to test in one big lump. And you'll get, maybe if you're lucky, slightly fewer. And so you go around the loop multiple times. So it'll actually take longer in calendar time in the real world. It'll take longer than your fantasy. Of uh, somehow we'll test it and it'll magically work and everything will be fine. It'll take more human time in front of the computer.
1: What's intriguing to me is is I is I hear the description and this this difference. It really comes down to this key element of the, what's the longer we care about is um, if I look back, maybe the 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 there was a hint and a clue about where this is going to end up when we, we brought in the word efficient, um, because it, it, looking back now. I think if you, uh, this is like a, a, a tell that when someone's talking about being efficient at a particular step, they're not necessarily considering the whole system. They're not taking an end-to-end system view. And we have to decide, well, what's what's more important here, that we're efficient in our testing or that we're efficient overall? Do we want a sooner delivery of the entire system or are we are we just trying to look at, at the tester time? Because there's a trade-off here. And I think that's, uh, the the key element that we're bringing in is the the off you make between your choice of how you deliver and how you test and and whatnot. Because uh, the the other thought that came to mind is the is the phrase externalities. If yes. we if we're going to have everything ready at the same time, what are the externalities? What are the costs we're shifting elsewhere
0: mm-hmm.
1: when we when we take that approach? And and there's a couple of them. One is well, we need to actually. You know we, we have all this inventory of code that could be tested but we're holding it till we have all of it ready so there's there's cost there and sort of inventory carrying costs and then later there'll be this cost of um uh, the information all coming in at a batch so we'll we'll get feedback uh you know you're saying that one important part here is you might learn uh, things that would lead you to, to do the software differently. You might refine your idea. This is the typical agile approach. as we might learn from our clients that there's a slightly better way to do things,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you're you're deferring all that learning until later, which will involve rework that you could have discovered earlier. So that's that's another externality. And then finally, there's the element of just testing. One thing I mentioned last week in the room of pain from my own experience uh, as a as a as a QA uh, person. Was that um, when there was a lot of defects that the the one defect will hide another, and so when you're in the situation where you get this big bang delivery, you you, you might say, "Well, it's sufficient because we go through and we find all the bugs." But that's not true. It the the nature of the software is that one bug will will hide several, uh, uh, and. Uh, therefore, uh, I can't open the page, the
0: and when I can't open right. the page, I can't see the button that's missing. And when I can't click the button, I can't see that the report it's supposed to generate has no columns. That's right. So if you imagine randomly distributed bugs, you will,
1: of uh, uh, sort of of necessity, end up with some number of bugs that are hidden by other bugs. So you're you're ensuring that you're going to go through this loop multiple times. I mean, again, you're going to have to go through at least twice. Because you'll have the first run through where you find whatever defects are and then presumably you're waiting again for the next big batch and then you'll have to go through and validate it all again so you minimally you you have two loops anyway and then more likely you have several loops as you uncover the defects that were hidden earlier and so that's a um, that this is some of the ways in which that sort of um platonic ideal of efficiency um actually are introduced uh other costs that you are ignoring and and like like many systems if we if we go ahead and and you know look at just one piece of it we c- we can optimize that one piece as if we don't care about all the other elements
0: but the problem is of course the other elements actually exist in the real world so you can't <laughs> externalize forever Right. and i'm gonna I'm resisting very strongly getting it on my political uh, soapbox and talking about cars and the costs of roads and petrol and and other things. So I, I will ex- ignore that, but readers who are interested can look <laughs> up the word externalities and find uh, many uh, rich and and uh, interesting rants. Yes, uh,
1: that, that's true. Um but we'll we'll narrow it down to to systems. so i'm 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 reminded very much as in this conversation of um, the book The Goal. And lean manufacturing in general, and the the, the lessons there, which is um, trying to be more efficient anywhere other than the bottleneck, uh, is is a waste. So this also, I think, leads to: is there ever a time where this would be the right approach? And uh, we could say, well, you know, maybe uh, maybe it would be if if in fact your testing capacity system wide. You know, at 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 the company, if that really is the bottleneck, then it is plausibly worth spending uh, uh, moving costs other places. Um, Now, there is the question of is this the best way to do it, Um, and and that's debatable. But it's also, you know, for me the main question is 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 that true? Is is testing really uh, the bottleneck? Uh, It just as a few weeks ago we talked about how. uh, developers aren't the bottleneck. Uh, very most often, I've been told that uh, that testing is the bottleneck. In fact, it's not. It, the 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 problem is the the issue of have we built quality in, and the idea that you can't test quality in. You you need to build it in. So in places where people have presented that the problem is uh, their testing is a bottleneck. In fact, it's it's something else, and. And this is where we go back here. One of the ways to uh, get quality in earlier is to get feedback earlier. And so have people be working to validate more of the system earlier, including, guess what, with, you know, getting it in a more production-like environment and trying to do system tests earlier.
0: Indeed. And maybe you could even involve some users. What a crazy idea. (laughs) There we go. Okay, so if listeners have encountered this kind of big bang badness in their own lives, we'd certainly like to hear about it. If you're a proponent of big bangs, I asked, uh, are there any circumstances in which this is a good idea in which this uh, there's actually efficiency or learning to be gained? Uh, I couldn't think of any. If you can, uh, we'd sure like to hear about it. You know where to find us. That's on Twitter and email and pretty much anything else you can think of. Go to conversationaltransformation.com or troubleshootingagile.com. On the first of those, you can find out also about our book, Agile Conversations, which is coming out in May. And we'll be talking a lot more about it and even doing a podcast series on it. So watch out for that. And, of course, we're here every week. So uh, hit the subscribe button or whatever it is that you use to make sure that you can hear us again next week when I'm sure we'll have more exciting voiceovers from Jeffrey. Thanks, Jeffrey. (laughs) Thanks, Ron.